Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. Sarah, why don't we, um, Sarah, why don't we just sort of jump into the questions? That sounds good. Are you, are you, uh, you're, you're leading on this one, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so excited to have Paxson onto the show, uh, as a, Kid of the 80s and 90s, uh, PacSun has a specific place in my heart, especially growing up in New Jersey, where every single corner had a big mall. And, you know, when I think of PacSun, and this is obviously uh, my own unique experience, I really do associate it with mall culture and surfing. So I'm just wondering, like, where does PacSun sit in the cultural zeitgeist today? And amongst what type of consumer? Like, is it still a teenager or, or maybe there's other folks buying the products? Yeah. So, um, similar to you, um, you know, that, that's how I personally was introduced to, to PacSun as well. Um, you know, I think that our, our memories of PacSun is because that's, that's the moment and the moment in culture and that decade that PacSun invented itself or came, came to be. Um, and that moment in terms of what was happening in culture, uh, was defined a bit by surf and skate and also its influence in terms of surf and skate on culture at large. Um, that was a moment when Orange County, Southern California lifestyle, LA lifestyle, that surf lifestyle really projected itself onto its global stage. And, and PacSun um, started, um, you know, across 900 malls on every corner um, and really um, was able to kind of bring that lifestyle uh, to that consumer. And that really was, um, you know, what was defining that decade, defining that moment, allowed PacSun to have that energy momentum to spread to that level. But really the customer that PacSun was able to capture at that moment is really what defines PacSun today. That in every decade, in every moment, while there's things that define that culture in terms of music, trend, style, and fashion, there's that same consumer um, that is informed, um, understands what's going on, what drives culture at the moment, becomes fans of that moment, becomes fans of that energy. Um, they, they celebrate it. Um, they, the, that, that young consumer, that next generation consumer is always representing um, what, what is important to them at the time. Uh, what's being influenced across everything that defines culture. And PacSun really is today um, and, and really focused on that consumer. Um, that's what really is um, that, that customer today for us um, is always been going after that, that customer that, that displays that energy. And we believe every single moment, every single decade, every generation will always have that informed consumer that goes after those things that represents them in the moment. And that really is who our customer is today. That's super helpful. And Ra Rachel and I are, are at different edges of the same generation. So it, it's, it's always great when we, we talk about consumers in different both age stages, mind stages. 
and the like. And one, one of the differences between me and Rachel is I, I have kids in their 20s. Um, so I'm a Gen X with, with Gen Z kids. And, you know, the, the last thing you want to do is me search. At the same time, there's obviously a very different vibe now than uh, for, for kids in their 20s, teens and 20s, as there were when, when, when we were growing up. And one of the most obvious ones is that Gen Z just doesn't see gender and sexual identity the way prior generations do. And how does Paxson look at something like that? And how do you how do you account for that? Absolutely. Thank you, Sarah. You know, Paxson has really been embracing shifting gender norms as a drastic reimagining of gendered identity is underway. And that is reshaping our future at a total level and certainly reshaping how we approach retail. And so Gen Z's views on gender are even more advanced today as they were three years ago. And so as we think about the way gender identity is manifesting itself, it really goes across um, many different segments of our brand and our business from product creation to marketing and so much more. So the number one focus was really around awareness and being very close to our community, our audience, our consumer segmentation. Over three years ago, Paxson made the decision to shift the way that we invite our consumers to to shop online. So from a unisex shopping opportunity and reconfiguring how we approach our photo shoots and who we put in the shoots and showing um, multiple genders in the same type of PDP photography was one element. The second was recognizing that there was an appetite for a brand creation, a standalone brand creation that we launched in 2021 called Color Range, which actually starts at age four and segments all the way up to our consumer, you know, 17 to 24, which was an eco-friendly, first gender-free, completely zero gender boundaries in terms of the design of the product and the offering of the product. And we launched a celebratory event in downtown LA with Willow Smith as a brand ambassador for the Color Range product line. And it was and has been very well embraced by our audience and our consumer. Kind of in tandem to that in 2020, we launched, it had been a long time coming for PacSun, but we launched our first kids range of PacSun clothing. And for a long time, our audience had been asking for a product that could cater to a younger generation that was growing into our brand. And so in really trying to imagine what is missing in today's children's wear segment, we came to the idea that a completely gender-free approach to clothing for children was the way that we wanted to enter the market. And our brand partners, as we are a curation of both our standalone PacSun brand, as well as some of the best brand partners, we had a lot of just great reception from our community, our brand partners. And also it came from the kind of genesis of the idea came from focus groups with kids Mm -hmm four to eight really as the sweet spot and understanding that they do not see the traditional gender confines or any boundaries. They don't see colors that are specific to gender. They don't see silhouettes specific to gender. And so 
we crafted a Pexun children's line that's completely gender free, all the way down to swimwear. And so uh, really important segmentation. And we're still certainly in our infancy, we have um, had some really amazing wholesale partners who have also um, been very excited to showcase Pexun's gender free clothing line. But that was another piece of our advancement in terms of this conversation around gender. I think the last piece that I'd like to bring up and probably the most interesting is Paxson's progress as it relates to the metaverse and how identity is so flexible and fluid and free in the metaverse. You can choose for your skin color to be blue. There is no gender association and as we spent more time with our consumers, as we were building out our Roblox game and our catalog of offering for clothing, really the concept of identity um, really serves as, you know, something quite interesting as you think about what the future of identity holds as the virtual and physical worlds converge. Um, this is all fascinating. Um, and if we can just stay here for a second, like, how, how are you guys thinking about this showing up in your physical stores? Like with, with dressing rooms, with the physical location of items, is there now a, just a unisex section that lives in between men and women? We are working on segmentation where the entire center of the floor is all gender fluid. And so whether it's graphic t-shirts, accessories, even denim in terms of our offering, mm. we just launched our um, denim offering for the 2022 season as we go into the fall winter um, segmentation. And at the photo shoot, we encouraged our um, partners, creators, influencers, models, to dress themselves in denim and it's a wide range of pick anything that you want and so you could see that the crossover happens very naturally one of the reasons that we began really um changing the way that you shop online was because of behaviors that we noticed from in-store in terms of the fluidity of shopping mm. and so i think that that's been you know, over a decade that we've seen that shifting alfred is there anything you want to add yeah, I mean, I think also just uh, simply, you know, that as we've been developing our physical spaces, there's been two additional elements um, that to, to help bring that to life that we really had to build into the store. As Bree talked about the center of the floor, right, even just evolving our fixture packages and some of the physical elements that used to be maybe where the genders and the sections were divided by walls. Uh, we've since evolved those to a different you know, cabinetry, different elements that really allowed to build in an area that was a lot more fluid in the middle of the store. Um, those simple things um, really were um, important to be able to then tell those kind of stories um, and, and allow for um, our, our physical stores to be more dynamic. Um, and I think that's one of the key things, um, you know, where uh, we don't want there to be, um, there's a section of the store that doesn't need to have, doesn't have permanence. Um, and it should always be evolving and moving, um, allows us to tell sometimes a singular brand story, allows us to tell really um, a stronger point of view around gender free and how the how elements in a key category like denim can come together. Um, so those are all important things that, um, you know, as we tell those product stories, as we tell the marketing stories around some of these brands, um, how are we bringing that together, both in the digital space where we, we commit to having pages, sections, be able to talk to directories 
um, and, and guides around shopping in a certain way in terms of gender free. We expect that to also happen in our physical stores and for our, how we set our stores up to really be able to embrace that. And I imagine it may be impacting how you guys organize internally. So before I built my company, Micmac, I ran Global Digital at Gap. And at Gap, we had like a head of men's merchandising and a head of women's merchandising. Internally, is there a head of unisex merchandising or we're not there yet in, in the maturity of all this? It's actually fluid. All of the different areas work together in terms of both marketing and merchandising and design. And I would say that there's just such an amazing cross-sharing. And so because as an organization and as a brand, the vision is really around reimagining gender and how it benefits all of us, I would say there's a lot of fluidity in terms of the traditional roles that you described. And also just in the effort to create a more inclusive and kinder future community with our our consumers, our employees, our future employees, and who we welcome into the organization as a whole. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. Well, that's, I mean, that's super. I, I want to go back to what you were talking about um, in the metaverse, Bray, because I mean, we should all be blue in the metaverse, I guess. <laughs> but but I, I think this kind of goes back to this whole concept of whether it's gender fluidity or just being whoever you feel comfortable being. And as we think at in both collaborative environments like Web3, the metaverse, how do you guys even ascertain what's a fad and what's here to stay? You're almost, your brand is synonymous, is, is, is intended to be synonymous with the zeitgeist. So on the one hand, you kind of have to ride the waves of every fan fad. But on the other hand, how do you know when to invest and when to pull back? Yeah, it's a great question. The metaverse for PacSun and the way that we view it, or at least are exploring it today, is really based on furthering our emotional resonance with the consumer and the sense of creating that really sticky community as we're moving into this space. And so since as PacSun, we are very much consumer-led and we view our consumers 17, 14 to 24, you know, and then four to 14 really as, 
you know, pioneering the future of culture is absolutely critical for us to be exploring this space because this is where our consumer is. And we first noticed the consumer shifts as gaming became such an important piece of how our consumer engaged and interacted from a social standpoint with their friends. And then, you know, with the pandemic, we saw the acceleration of the kids are going to school online. And so it's just this future creation. When you think about the metaverse, what's so exciting is it really unleashes such an amazing opportunity as a brand and also with your consumer to build together. So when you think about crowdsourcing the future, really this sense of imagination, the sense of identity, how you can actually build the future state of Pakistan alongside the consumer is something that we're really bullish on and how it evolves is absolutely still in a state of flux. But uh, I don't believe that the organization views the metaverse or this future state of the digital world as a fad. It's an evolving portion of the future. And certainly the physical and virtual worlds will play equal emphasis moving forward because we know that they're both equally important. Um, but definitely we are creating a culture internally that's very curious and constantly exploring this evolving space. So here we are, and we're, we're with the co-CEO and the president, and we're talking about the metaverse. You know, internally, are you holding the team to a certain ROI? Like, how are you measuring the effectiveness of those investments? Yeah, well, look, I, I think um, uh, for us, one of the guiding principles of why we're exploring that space and beyond exploring that space, it's, we're, we're committed to it uh, because there's a couple of things. Um, as, as Bree said, Look, first of all, our consumer is is growing up in that space and is spending so much time, whether, whether it was from gaming to then gaming online to now Roblox to now what, you know, um, the what Web3 is going to be able to offer even more in the future around this. Um, and the amount of time that our customers are spending in different communities um, in different chat rooms, in different areas to be able to talk about what this technology will become and start to bubble that up into what will be the next mass trend within it. Um, the importance of that space is our first guiding principle. So sometimes, right, when we know what's happening with the customer, where they're existing, not everything allows for there to be an immediate ROI um, and you guys, you know, you guys have also <laughs> being in the marketing world have known in terms of when sometimes these new tactics come about um, and the importance of them, um, how, how it's difficult sometimes to really be able to justify um, the initial spend and commitment to it. And, you know, I think as we talk about Web3, um, besides just the relevance of it for the customer and how much time they're spending within it. Um, you know, for us too, it's that it's, it's, it's technology. So for sure, it's not going to just be a fad. Um, for sure, it's going to be something that is going to be here around because the technology is what really drives Web3 and what drives the importance of it and what it's going, how it's, uh, it's staying power. Um, it's, it's use cases. We're just seeing the beginning of it. Um, so as we're all exploring the, um, this together today, um, the importance is to first have representation our community wants to participate in NFTs. Our community um, is already spending an enormous amount of time 
inversions of the metaverse, whether it's Roblox or gaming or these other areas to have virtual concerts in. This is this is something that they've grown up and they're so so accustomed to it, um, being able to have um, the ability to socialize um, across um, not just in the physical but also in this virtual world. Um, so the importance, of, you know, you talk about all the eyeballs, all the all all the um, the customers that are in that space. I think that drives our participation in it. In terms of the ROI aspect of it, we know that they're starting to become, um, you know, use cases where there is a return on revenue on it. You look at some of the brands and what we're doing today on Roblox um, and what a powerhouse of what that has become um, in that virtual world. Um, that that's a lot more tangible. Um, in terms of NFTs. You know, again, it's about the beginnings of digital product. Uh, we know that as a customer has to start to exist within a virtual world, along with what they look like and how they represent themselves in a physical world. Um, there's, there's a lot of opportunity in terms of what digital product is beyond just collecting art, collecting pieces um, in that digital space. Um, so early on those days, we're really early on on that, but we fully expect that to continue to evolve and develop. And then that's where we'll see, um, you know, kind of where the return on all that investment. But right now, today, it's really about what does our customer expect from us? Uh, they expect us to be in that space. They want to participate in that space. They see that um, um, the PacSun as a lifestyle brand that just like, hey, they expect us to carry a certain gene that they're looking for and representing them at this time. They also expect us to be in that virtual space showing up and allowing them to participate in, in the metaverse as well. So that, that, that's super helpful. And, you know, one of the things that kind of sits at the intersection of all of this is social commerce, because yeah. you've got all, you, you want to, you want to fish where the fish are. Totally yeah. get it. You guys are talking about all the different spaces where they're fishing and where, you know, like you said, you got to be where, where they're going to be. How do you guys think of the role of social commerce and tying all of that together? Yeah, I mean, I think, look, social commerce today, you know, well, for us at PacSun, you know, social media and who are customers, I mean, they basically invented it. It's it's not even just about, you know, 10 years ago, hey, social media, every brand's got to participate in that and what's going on with this world. And now that social media has also evolved into social commerce. And it's really the commerce aspect of it is really led by all these different platforms, how they're really starting to try to engage the, the traffic and the participation and the users that are on there today and how they can connect that customer directly to commerce and obviously for them to then generate some additional revenue. So technology is evolving um, these social platforms as they get into social commerce. And for us, um, you know, what's, what's critical there is, as you look at TikTok, you look at, you know, YouTube shorts, you look at all these different um, platforms that are developed, you know, there, there's so much work that's happening there um, in terms of the technology that's then saying, hey, now let's, let's make it easier for the customer. Let's convert them. Let's make it more direct um, and take a moment where they're loving what they're looking at and the content that they're into and how do we uh, connect them with whether product or service. Um, and so for us, because our customers exist so much, on they, they basically um, are social media. They are, that's, that's, that's what fills their, 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 um, their, their lives and their views. Um, they're the biggest consumers of digital content. Um, you know, we know that, you know, that they're, they're, those companies are bringing them closer to, to the product. 
Um, so for us, it's always about where's the customer, what's the newest platform that they're on that speaks to them as the most authentic platform for them um, that they really can engage in. Um, and for us, then it's important to not just just show up on that platform, but also making sure um, that we're investing the technology to connect with those platforms um, and make sure that we, we, we are uh, moving along with them as they start to develop the commerce aspect of it. And Talk Instagram are all strategic to our connection with the consumer, whether it's through paid, upper funnel, full funnel, or if you flip it and you look at some of our more organic strategies, the correlation to sales on specific items via those platforms is quite impressive. And so I think it really is that hybrid approach and knowing that as Alfred spoke to, those platforms serve as kind of the beacon of connecting with the consumer it's absolutely um, an area of focus for the organization. You heard it here, folks. Social commerce works, says Saxa. <laughs> um, sadly, we, uh, we're at the end of the show and we got to ask you our famous last question, which is to both of you, uh, Alfred and Brave, what's the bravest thing that you've ever done? Um, so look, uh, you know, having been in retail over 20 years, Starting retail, uh, starting my career um, at, at the Gap and really learning merchandising and buying and product, um, you know, focus of, of, of business for us and trying to, we've always been focused on, um, you know, what's, what's the product that the customer wants. Um, we're in the business of selling clothes. And, you know, it's interesting now after the first 10 or 15 years, um, especially, um, you know, having the privilege of helping to lead um, a brand like PacSun, who gets to speak to and represent kind of this next generation consumer. Um, you know, just the simple thing of selling clothes is now not as simple as that. Um, that as a brand that represents that customer, we talk about social media, we talk about the amount of awareness today. Um, you know, that there was this, there's this feeling and this energy of that as a brand and as a platform, um, we, we needed to do more than just sell clothes if we really were going to be a lifestyle brand that really represented this next generation consumer. So one of the bravest things that I would say was actually one of the most challenging things is after doing retail for over 20 years and, and really being focused on product and being a retail store was beyond kind of what this next generation expected from us in terms of the voice. And being able to speak up on things beyond just clothing and what we sold that as a brand that represented them, um, do we need to stand for certain social issues? Um, you talk about social media and what the, what the customer and the consumer was able to see. And we talk about what happened with George Floyd. We talk about the different things against um, in terms of stop Asian hate. All of those things were so important that in the last five years we've seen. Um, and um, the decision to be able to say, hey, you know, yes, a lot of times people should say, you know what, stick to just selling clothes. But at the same time, we've developed this platform. We speak to this generation. They want a voice. They want their brands to have a voice as well. So the decision to also stand, um, take, um, to have a voice with that, um, to, to, to say to our customers and to the platform that we have, um, that to, to take some stance against that was, was a tough decision, 
but one that um, that as we evolve as a brand, uh, really felt like that was super important, um, and and um, love that our brand today takes um, important stances like that um, and helps to promote what is what is right and wrong um, in this world. Thanks, Alfred. Bravery as it relates to social and corporate responsibility is certainly an important one and one that I would also speak to as it relates to professional bravery. I'll share um, a personal note in terms of one of the bravest moments in my career and in my lifetime was recognizing I had been at PacSun for 15 years in various leadership roles and really seeking, you know, that furthering my leadership abilities. I chose in my 40s to go back to school. And thanks to the support of PacSun, I did go back and do an executive program. I had to leave my young children at home for nine weeks and also my teams that I had never left in the past 15 years for a nine-week time period, which was an intensive study period at Harvard. And, you know, it was really um, a difficult decision in the moment, but I'm so grateful for it because after being at the same organization and brand and building alongside it, there were a lot of things that I was missing in terms of outside insights and ways to lead and manage teams differently. And doing this in advance of the pandemic, I feel like certainly helped me in terms of my leadership and guiding the organization and the brand through so much change. And so very grateful um, and encourage others to always keep that intellectual curiosity to continue the learning for the benefit of your teams and your brand. Um, And it was absolutely something that served me well, but was certainly a brave moment. You go, girl. That's awesome. And Bree, Alfred, thank you for sharing your stories. It's, it's so amazing how relevant PacSun remains over the decades. Uh, and we look forward, at least Bree, to see you at Commerce Week. Uh, we'll all be speaking there. So see you there, folks. And thank you. Look forward to it. Thanks, Rachel. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. And. You know, Sarah, something I've been thinking about is with, you know, Gen Z in which nearly a third of them do not identify as heterosexual and just seeing everything that's happened in the beauty world with, you know, gender nonconformity, how is that going to start to move into other parts of retail? There are a few parts to it because there's how, how it works in retail, I think is very interesting. If you see as obviously as certain retailers are aiming to age down, gone are the men and women's departments, which I think is kind of interesting. As you age up, they stay as they are. So it is a reflection of, um, you know, who, who the audience certainly is. So that, that's been kind of interesting in and of itself, just to kind of see the way retailers, especially because there's been such a, um, such a jump in period of time between people not going into stores and people going into stores. So now that they're going into stores, particularly for things like apparel and lifestyle, the whole idea of gender, especially as you age down, is just kind of not making it into the equation, which allows for a hell of a lot more fluidity. Absolutely. And, and you know, PacSun, which is a brand near and dear to my heart, uh, given that I grew up in mall country, New Jersey, you know, for the last few years, they've 
really been investing in, in gender nonconformity apparel, uh, not just for adults, but also for children. And they're seeing incredible growth. Well, it's a, a spot that clearly does, is not Misha at this point anymore. And it allows, you know, kids to be kids and not to be necessarily pigeonholed into one way or another. And if Paxson is going to grab that one by the reins and say, you know what, this is, this is who we are, we're for everyone. That's very different than a lot of the other brands that have tried to do that in years past. Yeah, you're right. They, they do have permission to play here. And I, I believe that all brands need to have permission to play here. And the question is, how are they going to grapple with the changes that we're all going through in society? And it's what's fun pretty though, awesome. sorry. It, it's fun when you look at it from the perspective of advertising and targeting and social commerce. And this kind of goes into your area of expertise, Rachel, because once you start being for everyone, how do you target who you're going after? Oh, I totally agree. And and it's interesting. Um, you know, obviously. Micmac plays in the world of MarTech, AdTech, and we work with a lot of identity solution partners. And they haven't necessarily wrapped their head around how to target folks who identify as non-binary, et cetera. And I think that entire ecosystem needs to evolve very, very quickly. It's a great point. And uh, I think Bree um, and her team are learning how to thread that needle. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. In the spirit of Commerce Week, Sarah and I hope to see you there. Uh, Ad Week's Commerce Week, we will be speaking on the Tuesday stage. We had the pleasure of connecting with Brie Olson, president of Paxon, and Alfred Chang, the co-CEO of Paxon. So you have two heavy hitters that are going to take us through the world of identity, NFT, social commerce. So on that note, let's bring them onto the show. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. Hi, I'm Jackie Cooper, Global Chief Brand Officer at Edelman and the host of Touch of Truth, a new podcast launching on the Adweek Podcast Network. My dad gave me this incredibly smart piece of advice. Meet everyone once. As a result, I've met some of the most fascinating and inspiring people on the planet. Now on Touch of Truth, we're coming center stage and sharing the mic to experience stories of truth, insights and visions for the future that will challenge your way of thinking touch of truth is available wherever you listen to podcasts new episodes come out every tuesday i do hope to see you there